This episode is going to confirm that help is always on the way, and it will arrive just when you need it on your journey of greatness. My name is Felicia Goings, and I want to welcome you back to WordCast, where I get to bring you one positive word each week to help you win every day. Our word focus for this week is greatness. Our anchor scripture is Matthew chapter 23, verse 11, where Jesus says, But he that is greatest among you shall be your servant. And all this week, we've been looking at the life of one of the greatest servants that ever lived, King David. David served his way from the field to the throne, and that is what made him great. And I believe God has called you to a place higher or beyond where you are right now, and that place is your throne. Where you are today is your field. And like David, all this week, we're learning how to navigate the journey between where you are and the next place God has anointed you to be. We've been following a part of David's life story in 1 Samuel chapter 23. And where we left off yesterday, David had gotten confirmation from the Lord that some people that he'd been good to would betray him and turn him over to his enemy Saul. But the Lord enabled David and the 600 men who followed him as an army to escape. Keep in mind that Saul had thousands of soldiers and weapons all aimed at finding and killing David, one man and a few hundred soldiers. It's like he became obsessed with the small thing and was missing the big picture of life. Saul was king. He had power and authority, but he was so threatened by David, it caused him to operate out of insecurity and fear instead of trusting God to tell him the next right thing to do. God was not telling Saul to hunt and kill David, but Saul continuously stated that God was turning David over to him when he actually wasn't. God was helping David escape. And though the Lord would always, key word y'all, though he always would help David escape, David would still get discouraged along the way sometimes and would experience disappointment before he tasted the victory of God showing up. I don't know if you've ever experienced this in your life or maybe you're experiencing it now where you know God is good, you know God loves you, but the space that you're in in that journey from where you are to where you want to be, it doesn't feel good. It doesn't seem like he's showing up. It doesn't seem like it's going to turn out well for you. I'm here to tell you today that God is not a liar. His word is true and he will always show up at the precise exact right time. And I really love the honesty and transparency that the Bible enables us to witness between God and David. David was a great king. David was someone who God chose. And he was not always perfect in his behavior or in his thinking, but he still made it to the place where God had anointed him to be. And that's so encouraging to me because I know I'm not perfect. And some of you listening to me right now, you know you're not perfect either. And so I thank God that even in our imperfections, we are still still able to become all that the Lord has anointed us to be. And David gives us a very real and raw view of a servant going from one level of greatness to another level of greatness and having to endure the emotional turmoil and pressures in between while they're trusting God. He would get discouraged. He would feel alone and he would cry out to God and let it be known. Let's look at Psalms chapter 13 verses one through four, where David is having one of these moments where he's in the thick of of a situation and he needs help but it doesn't look like help is on the way david says how long O lord will you forget me forever how long will you hide your face from me 
How long shall I take counsel in my soul, having sorrow in my heart daily? How long will my enemy be exalted over me? Consider and hear me, O Lord, my God. Enlighten my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. Lest my enemy say, I have prevailed against him. Lest those who trouble me rejoice when I am moved. Y'all, David was in anguish. He was scared. He was tired of waiting for deliverance. And he felt like he was forgotten by God. If you've ever had thoughts like these or felt like this at a time in your life or feel like this right now, let me tell you, help is on the way. God did not leave David in this hyper-emotional state. God did not get angry or mad at David for expressing to the Lord exactly how he felt. What God did was come to David's rescue. Help was on the way, way before David ever faced any trials. David was anointed before his journey became difficult, and God never left him, even if it felt like to David that he did. And likewise for you, you may need help in the form of wisdom or encouragement or clarity in an area of your life during certain moments of your journey of greatness from the field to the throne. Well, I want to let you know that God is always a very present help in your time of need. He knows how to send someone or something to keep you encouraged and moving forward so that you make it to that next best place in life that he's called you to. Help is on the way. And it's important to know that on this journey of greatness from one level to the next, God will send specific and timely help when you need it. And sometimes it can feel like God is sending that help too late. Sometimes it can feel like you've been enduring longer than what you would have chosen to endure. But I'm telling you, even when it doesn't feel good, even when it doesn't feel convenient or pleasant, keep moving forward and trusting that God will always show up for you where you need him to. Help is on the way. Now, yesterday we left off with David and his team in a town called Ziph hiding out in the wilderness. Let's pick back up there with this concept in mind of God always sending help when we need it along our journey. We're picking back up in 1 Samuel chapter 23 and we're going to look at verses 15 through 29. And it says, One day near Horesh, David received the news that Saul was on the way to Ziph to search for him and kill him. Verse 16, Jonathan went to find David and encouraged him to stay strong in his faith in God. Y'all, Jonathan was the help that was sent to encourage David. Jonathan had become one of David's best friends, and it was just what David needed to be reinvigorated, not to quit, but to keep pressing forward towards the place where God had anointed him to be next. And get this, Jonathan was the son of David's enemy. So you got Saul's son telling you, David, man, my dad is wrong. He is true. You are going to make it to the place where God has called you to be. You will be king someday, David. Verse 17. Don't be afraid, Jonathan reassured David. My father will never find you. You are going to be king of Israel and I will be next to you as my father Saul is well aware. See, God will send people to encourage you in your time of need and they will say the exact thing that you need to hear to be reminded of what God has already spoken to you. And Jonathan was right that David would be king but Jonathan would not be serving next to David while David was king because Jonathan would end up dying before that time but what he said in regards to David being king is what God had already spoken and 
that is what would come to pass. God never spoke that Jonathan would be right there beside David. God spoke that David would become the king of Israel. Verse 18. So the two of them renewed their solemn pact before the Lord. Then Jonathan returned home while David stayed at Horesh. Verse 19. But now the men of Ziph went to Saul in Gibeah and betrayed David to him. They said, we know where David is hiding. He is in the strongholds of Horesh on the hill of Hakila, which is in the southern part of Jeshimon. Come down whenever you're ready, O king, and we will catch him and hand him over to you. The Lord bless you, Saul said. At last, someone is concerned about me. We see very clearly here the error in Saul's ways. He was concerned about himself and his will and not the will of God. I don't recall a time when Saul was chasing David that he actually stopped and asked God, where is David, God? Should I be running after David? What should I be doing concerning this man? Saul was constantly asking other people where David was. And had he heard from the Lord, he would not have heard God say to kill David. But he wasn't hearing from God because he was seeking out the words of other people. Verse 22, Saul says, Go and check again to be sure of where David is staying and who has seen him there. For I know that he is very crafty. Verse 23, discover his hiding places and come back when you're sure. Then I'll go with you. And if he is in the area at all, I will track him down, even if I have to search every hiding place in Judah. Verse 24, so the men of Ziph returned home ahead of Saul. Meanwhile, David and his men moved into the wilderness of Maon in the Arabah Valley south of Jeshimon. Verse 25, When David heard that Saul and his men were searching for him, he went even further into the wilderness to the great rock and he remained there in the wilderness of Maon. But Saul kept after him in the wilderness. Verse 26, Saul and David were now on opposite sides of the mountain. Just as Saul and his men began to close in on David and his men, an urgent message reached Saul that the Philistines were raiding Israel again. So Saul quit chasing David and returned to fight the Philistines. Ever since that time, the place where David was camped has been called the Rock of Escape. David then went to live in the strongholds of En Gedi. Y'all... God sent help for David in this instance in the form of a distraction. He literally caused Saul's whole focus to be turned to something else so that he could make a way of escape for David. God has more ways than we can count to help us along our journey. God has more ways than we can count to get the enemy out of our way. If there's an enemy in your life, it doesn't have to be a person all the time. It's anything that is a threat to you living the best life God has made available for you. Anything that would try to stop you from reaching that next place in life where God has anointed you to be. No matter what the enemy is, God knows how to help you handle it and deal with it in the most effective way. And sometimes the most effective way to deal with an enemy is to be completely separated from it to escape the trap that the enemy is aiming to set sometimes God will destroy the trap sometimes God will just cause you to escape the trap whatever way God brings about your deliverance just rest assured that he will bring about deliverance but in David's case his enemy was a person Saul 
And I want to pray over you today. I want to pray that instead of distractions being used against you by Satan, that God will cause them to be used for your good against your enemy. I want to pray that the enemy will be so blinded where you are concerned that they are incapable of stopping you from reaching your next milestone in life. And then I want to pray that you will open your heart up and be in expectation to receive the help that you need along your journey of greatness from where you are to the next place where God has called you to be. So if you can, if you're not driving or working, I ask that you will bow your head and close your eyes just so that you're not distracted by anything and you're able to really focus in on this prayer I'm going to speak over you. All right. Father God, I thank you so much for every person tuning into this WordCast episode right now. I believe you are a very present help in our time of trouble, in our time of need, in our time of journeying from one place to the next. Touch our hearts so that we may be in expectation of the help and aid and remedies and solutions and answers that you are sending to us along this journey from where we are to where you have anointed us to be next. We thank you right now for the help that is on the way. God, I thank you right now that those that are tuned in right now who need a specific breakthrough, that that breakthrough shall come in Jesus' name. And right now, I speak over the minds of those listening in my mind, and I declare that we have the mind of Christ, that we are focused on you, we are focused on your plan for our life, and we walk out our path of greatness. I declare that the enemy be distracted, that the enemy be incapable of even seeing us. I decree and declare that you are a hedge of protection all around us, that you are covering over us. Father God, I pray that there will be confusion in the enemy's camp, that nothing and no one that poses itself as an enemy to your sons and daughters shall be able to prevail against us. I declare that we move and operate in wisdom that comes from you. I declare that we reach the destination that you have anointed us to be in next. And I declare that we will give you all the glory and all the praise for how you have kept us and delivered us and made us strong and well along the way from where we are to where you have called and destined us to be. Thank you, God. And those of you listening, if you're in agreement and you accept that prayer over you, just say amen in Jesus' name. All right, let's close out with a few key takeaways before we say our decrees. Key takeaway number one, our focus for this week is greatness. Key takeaway number two, in our anchor scripture, Matthew 23 and 11, Jesus says, but he that is greatest among you shall be your servant. We've established that serving is the breeding ground for greatness. And we've been studying King David, one of the greatest servants that ever lived as he journeyed from the field to the throne. Key takeaway number three, God will always send help along the way. So as we take our own individual journeys of greatness from our field to the throne where God has called us to be, figuratively speaking, it's important for us to be encouraged knowing that God will always send help at the precise time in which we need it. It may not feel good all the time what we're going through. It may seem impossible to overcome the things that we are facing. But just like David, when he got in those moments where where he felt alone, where he felt like God had abandoned him. In the end, he discovered that it was the exact opposite. And God delivered him every single time and sent the help that he needed. And I'm telling you today, help is on the way. No matter where you are in your particular journey, God has a very present and ready help available for you. It may be help in the form of wisdom, resources, encouragement, 
clarity, whatever the need be, help is on the way. So be in expectation. Know that it will not pass you by if you are a son or daughter of God. Your father has help on the way. I love you. Now say these decrees after me like you mean it. I am a child of the most high God. And I serve, therefore I am great. Something outstanding happens to me this week. And I serve, therefore I am great. The blessing and favor of the Lord is upon me. And I serve, therefore I am great. Winds may blow and storms may brew. But I continue to serve and press my way through. I stand in victory and flourish in all I do. I serve, therefore I am great, and God, I thank you. My name is Felicia Goins. Thank you so much for joining me on WordCast. Hey, we'll be here all week, Monday through Friday. Be sure to share these episodes. And remember, one positive word can change your life and cause you to win every day.